Life has purpose. One year anniversary. For everyone listening on our Facebook premiere and chatting with us in our comment section, we are commenting live. Even though secret, the podcast is pre-recorded. Yeah, I, look, I know, I know, I know. Uh, I was just concerned that there would be too many technical issues. Things. You know, things going on. I didn't want things to shut down so the show is pre-recorded but all the comments and prize giveaways are yes, that's right they're live so tell your friends to go to our facebook page at facebook.com slash radiance foundation and click on the life has purpose one year anniversary premiere to join in yes join in because you can win if you're participating live things like hobby lobby gift cards mm-hmm. my fave <laughs> mypillow.com so good bass pro shops domino's pizza Free books. Come on, we all love free stuff. I know, seriously. And we need some fun. We need some fun, and I need some of that, actually. But, okay, we, we, we're we disqualified. We can't win okay. the stuff, but we can I give know. it away. So before we get things rolling, how about, you know, just, just kind of a little recap of last... Last night, how about that presidential address I thought we were thing? talking about fun things. Fun I know, things. but I just wanted to say, just... Okay. Uh, you, well, you I guess if, if, you, if you were watching and Biden delivered his joint addressed to Congress last night. And um, I guess that's all the more reason why we need fun today. I know, but you know, I thought I thought they meant that he smoked a joint and then addressed Congress <laughs> because he was like the tranquilizer in chief. I mean, I'm serious. Now you were enjoying the, the address. I know I could tell. No, I had to put my ear, my AirPods in and listen to calming music. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I well, couldn't. he could put you to sleep because even VP Kamala Harris no. looked like she was trying, she was struggling to stay awake. She was nodding off. And then the weird thing was Speaker Pelosi, like she didn't know, like, do I clap now? Do I stand up now? I, she didn't know what to do with herself without ripping up papers. I mean, she was so <laughs> unsure of herself. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. I just had to talk about that for just a minute. But let's get to the fun stuff. Yeah, Lord, let's pray for uh, their salvation yes. and may things change in Jesus' name. Uh, yes, let's get interactive here. All right. Okay, so in the comments section of the Facebook premiere, as you're listening to our one year anniversary episode. Tell us what this podcast has meant to you. Just in a few sentences, let us know how God has used this podcast to impact you in pretty much any way. Yeah. So we're going to take a trip down memory lane over mm-hmm. the past year of our 20 podcasts, highlighting wow. some of our favorite moments. Yeah. Now, throughout the show, we'll give you an opportunity to win great prizes if, if you're, you're listening, listening to the premiere on Facebook, but also give you great deals on our Radiant stuff if mm-hmm. you're listening to this podcast after today's premiere. Right. So there's always a place for you and there will be fun regardless if you're live or if you're not. Yes. So to start off our top 10 favorite moments, we'll go back to the beginning during our very first show. Our kiddos, Ray Ray or, you know, Radiance, Kai, Aaliyah and Justice all joined us in unscripted moments and they told us what life has purpose, the phrase actually means to them. Mm. This is from show one, Meet the Bombs. We have to introduce you to our oldest daughter, the beautiful Radiance Bomberger. Hey, Ray Ray. Hi. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us and just being willing to talk about things that you don't even know that you're going to be willing to talk about. Nope. <laughs> what are we going to ask her? That's what she's thinking. So when we say life has purpose, what does that mean to you? Um, It means that every life is worth fighting for. Yeah. Wait, wait, everyone? Like what about people who have physical disabilities? Yep. What about people who weren't planned? Yep. What about people who maybe won't even be able to live past their fifth birthday? 
still worth fighting for. Right. I like that. It's true. I, it's we're going to keep you. We're going to keep you. Okay. Well, there's no reason. You can't get rid of me anyways. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, Kai, you've actually been to a lot of different Radiance Foundation events. You've traveled with us across the country. Mm -hmm. And so you've heard our phrase probably once or twice, life has purpose. What does that phrase, life has purpose, mean to Makai? To me, it means that every life has value, even from conception till death, mm -hmm. for every human, no matter what they look like or their size or weight or... I like that. It's good. That's a good answer. We'll give you an A. Plus. Yeah. My question for you is, what gives life purpose? Well, God created life, so every single life has value because he designed it uniquely for every human being. Yeah, he did. Amen. And that's why we work so hard to protect it. I love that you said uniquely because every single life is is so unique. If you weren't born, Makai, we we could have can we had other children after you, but we never would have had another Makai. Definitely not. There is no, no mm -mm. other Makai like this Makai. Right. Can't it's imagine true. life without you, bud. Look what I found. You found a cute kid. He's adorable. We love you, man. Hey, I Justice. Everybody meet Justice Bomberger. Hello. Our youngest son. Our podcast is called Life Has Purpose. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've heard us say that a whole bunch of times. What do you think that means? What does that mean to you to say life has purpose? That means no one should be aborted. Everyone should have a chance at life. Mm -hmm. And because no one knows what they be could become. Like, they could become famous or something. And are they just in general, they should be able to not be aborted. Even if they don't become famous, right? Yeah. I love that. See, wisdom from a nine-year-old. Yeah. It just kind of reinforces what you've been saying about your book, Pro-Life Kids. Right. Kids are naturally pro-life. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is who they are naturally. They have to be misled into believing that it's okay to abort right. a child. Because I guess... When a baby is not yet born, how do you know that it's still special and that it has purpose? Because it's still human. It's just not fully processed yet. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I like that. Fully processed. That's perfect. <laughs> not fully developed or fully processed. There we go. <laughs> and we all go through a process in life, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not the same that you were when you were two years old, right? Yeah. You're going to be slightly different when you're 12, right? Yeah. So... There is a process that we all go through, but our value is the same no matter the age or the stage. Go on, sing that song, Aaliyah. Whoa! We put up the walls and raise quite a scene. Expose abortion, you know what I mean. Call out civil rights, we're doing civil wrongs. That's the reason why we wrote this song. We are Oh my goodness, that beautiful voice. I could just listen to it for hours. That's the voice of our Aaliyah Padilla. We love her. Oh my gosh. Yay, so in studio with us now is our 11-year-old Aaliyah Marie. Hi, sweetheart. Hi. Welcome to the studio. She is not a stranger to the studio. She actually has recorded and sung in a number of our promos, including the Life Has Purpose podcast. So, you know, at 11 years old, just singing up some harmonies. Do you like to sing? Yeah. Yeah? Yes. How much? A lot. To the moon and back. What got you into liking to sing? Like, what, did something spark that interest in you? I liked listening to you sing. <gasps> oh, oh my gosh. Sweetness. Well, the truth is Heart that you, would, right you were singing when you... Like, before you even know that, Aaliyah, we just love you so much. And it's so fun that we've had these really unique experiences with you taking you different places with us. And actually, some of those places, you've had the opportunity to sing. And so, we were just wanting to hear from your heart, since our new podcast that's launching is called Life Has Purpose. In all of your experiences growing up in our house and in doing what we do with us, how would you describe what it means when we say life has purpose? I would say that life has purpose means that everybody matters. Every human life matters because God made us all and he knew what we would be like. And mm -hmm. 
and he knew the world needed us. The that world would be incomplete without any of us. That he needed you. He did need you. That we need. We needed you. You. Right? Mm-hmm. It's true. Being the favorite child is a hard task. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. don't it's a heavy it. burden. Oh, it's a heavy burden. He hasn't denied it. He hasn't. He I hasn't, because we have my, four no, 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 favorites. No, no, you can't deny it now. It's too late. I'm not denying oh, it anymore. You you're my favorite Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Oh, my gosh. Love I love them, them all I just so love them. much. Love them. True story. Yeah. So it's a good time to give away some free stuff right woo, now on Facebook. Woo. And free be stuff. In, in honor of especially Justice, who <laughs> loves pizza. Oh, my gosh. Lives Every day. for pizza. 24-7. Let's give away some free pizza. Are okay. you feeling that right now? I'm feeling it. Yes, okay, let's, let's do this. Do it. We're giving away four $25 Domino P- Domino's Pizza gift cards. All right. All you have to do is be the first to name one of our kids. Just one of them. Mm-hmm. And the catch is that if someone has already named them, you can't repeat it. So the first four people to give one of the names of our kids gets one of these $25 Domino's Pizza gift cards in honor of what my kids love best. <laughs> and we'll be commenting throughout the show along with you. All right. So go ahead and comment. So now we're at number two. And it's from our show nine, Reconciliation, Beauty in Unity. Mm, love it. We spent the show talking about incredible moments of forgiveness yeah. in really heart-wrenching situations. This particular clip is from our segment on Dylan Roof. If you remember, the young man mm-hmm. who horrendously killed nine precious people who were attending church. I think it was a prayer meeting, actually, that night in South Carolina. Uh, it was in Charleston, South Carolina. Their crime? Being black. Their response? Not what many would have expected. With this extraordinary gospel-centered moment, Dylan Roof, who you you may remember, was the self-avowed white supremacist who stormed into a Bible study being held in the Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina. And he killed nine precious lives, all black, just out of hatred, out of brokenness, out of a demonic hold of sin, That is just so hard to even comprehend. Yet, despite um, having loved ones ripped away by such hate, Charleston families chose to do something shocking. And just to set the scene here, the families are talking actually to Dylan Roof. I just want everybody to know, to you, I forgive you. You took something very precious away from me. I will never talk to her ever again. I would never be able to hold her again. But I forgive you. And have mercy on your soul. You hurt me. You hurt a lot of people. But God forgive you. And I forgive you. I I can only say wow. I can only say that God's love makes that mm-hmm. possible. Wow. I, I I love that. God God heals, but only when we allow him to. Mm-hmm. And um when we come back, we've got more to highlight. All right. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. Listen. Download and subscribe at lifehaspurpose.com or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Welcome back. We are having fun going down memory lane. Hopefully you're joining us on this Facebook premiere. But please let us know what you think about our Life is Purpose podcast, especially right now during this premiere. Leave a comment in the thread, the comments thread, and tell us what you think. Only if you love us. Yeah, we don't want you. Otherwise, although we can handle it, we got some thick skin. Yeah, I, I don't know. We might need some coloring books and Jello and <laughs> sit in the corner. If... 
find a safe space. Yeah, we don't, we don't need a safe space. <laughs> but we love that you're joining us in this space. So, moment three comes from our show four, Harvard Hates Homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And, well, it uh, pretty much speaks for itself. Harvard is hating on homeschooling with the latest attack from some out-of-touch academic elites. Good old Harvard. Actually, law professor Elizabeth Bartholet issued a paper entitled, here's the title, Homeschooling, Parent Rights Absolutism Versus Child Rights to Education and Protection. Because those things, I guess, are mutually Mm. exclusive. You can either have one or you can have the other. Mm -mm. But a better title for this would be, We Know Nothing About Homeschooling. But we want to ban it. But we just want to ban it. Oh, my gosh. Please tell us what this is actually about. So Bartholet even goes on to say, she says, and this is a direct quote, homeschooling regime poses real dangers to children and to society. Oh, please. Children are at serious risk of losing out on opportunities to learn things that are essential for employment and for exercising meaningful choices in their future lives. It's actually frightening to think that some something with such incredible misinformation is being peddled and is actually being um, put out there as a source of educational expertise. I guess expertise has a whole different meaning. I mean, she also absurdly laments, and this is another quote, people can homeschool who've never gone to school themselves or who don't read or write themselves, as if this is the rule. I know, I'm just I, sitting here shaking my head. It's 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 so absurd. But yet the illustrated image used in the article talking about this paper with Elizabeth Bartholet had an image of a child in a house of books. Right, and bars on the window. And bars on the window, yes. It was the homeschool child behind bars. Mm. While the, the public school students, they were all running and frolicking mm-hmm. outside. But the, the house was made of books, you know, reading and writing, and then it's misspelled arithmetic. <laughs> Come on, Harvard Magazine. Do you not know how to spell arithmetic? But this is the absurdity of all this. I mean, they, they want to just trash homeschooling and in the process reveal their own ignorance on so many levels. Right. You know, she she claims that children, quote, should grow up exposed to democratic values, ideas about non-discrimination and tolerance of other people's viewpoints. But then she goes on to call homeschoolers religious mm-hmm. extremists. Bigots, misogynists, racist, and racist. You know, I'm brown, and apparently I'm teaching my brown children. We're teaching our brown children that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, white supremacy is the way to go. Come on. Right. What does she say? She says something like, um, they question science, promote female subservience. Shut up, woman. And white supremacy. It's such sloppy bigotry. Oh my gosh. I think that's one of my favorite lines. It's just sloppy bigotry. I love that. You know, look, we're homeschooling parents, and Bethany used to teach for years in both public and private schools. Look, we're passionate advocates for school choice. Yeah. And we know that there are a lot of great public school and private school teachers. I was one of them for years. But we also know that the public school system is controlled by (laughs) crazy bureaucracy and politics. And we need parent-led education, not government-forced indoctrination. Well, and to see what's going on, check out a great new resource. It's called Parents Defending Education, or you can go to defendinged.org. What they're doing is trying to take on the critical race theory and all this indoctrination that's happening in our public schools. Our friends at the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, or hslda.org. That's hslda.org. Yeah, I like the way you said (laughs) that. So here we are, moment number Number four. And after moment four, we've got more giveaways, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, yes. Why yes, don't you yes. just tell us about moment Well, stay four. tuned. And they get bigger and better, by the way. Mm. Um, so this is from show 11, which is called That's So Eugenic. <laughs> and we just look, we just have a lot of fun in what yeah, we, we do. do. And we had a lot of fun putting together this game show to expose the evil and ridiculousness of eugenics and Planned Parenthood. It's not easy to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, make people laugh about something so evil. But hopefully, you know, you get to laugh and you learn at the same time. So here we go. Lights, camera. Factivism. Welcome to That's So Eugenic, the game show where you must show you are superior. I mean, you have superior knowledge. No feeble minded people here. Welcome to the game, Mrs. Bomb.com and Candy G. 
Mrs. Bomb.com is a homeschooling mama, executive director of a really cool nonprofit, teacher by profession, and loves to fight factophobia. Hi, glad to be here. Candy is a social justice warrior who recently moved to Seattle's autonomous zone. She has no job, no income, but she's really looking forward to seeing how socialism plays out. Welcome, Candy. Hi. <laughs> Okay, in this game, I'll name something vile, racist, or just plain anti-human, and you name the eugenicist. Ready, contestants? Who said charities are cruel and encourage, quote, a dead weight of human waste? (laughs) Yes, Candy G. (laughs) Barack Obama. Uh, no. Mrs. Bomb.com. Margaret Sanger? You are correct. Next question, ladies. Who said manual labor workers were morons and should be replaced by machines and put on a comprehensive program of birth control? Yes, Candy G. Oh, AOC. Uh, no. Mrs. Bomb.com. Uh, maybe Margaret Sanger? You are correct. Next question, ladies. Who said... It is a crime against our civilization to encourage the reproduction of mediocre, diseased, or inferior types of groups. Yes, Candy G. LeBron James. (laughs) No. Mrs. Bomb.com. That would be Margaret Singer. You are correct again. Next question, ladies. In her International World Population Conferences, this leading eugenicist added many known Nazis and Nazi sympathizers to serve in leadership roles. One was Eugen Fischer, the Nazi scientist who tried to prove blacks were inferior to whites in the Holocaust before the Holocaust, off the coast of Africa on Shark Island. That same scientist went on to produce a book that would be embraced by the Nazi regime. Human heredity theory and racial hygiene. Name that eugenicist. Yes. Candy G. New York Times, Sarah Jong. Mrs. Bomb.com. It's got to be Margaret Sanger. You are correct, Mrs. Bomb.com. Okay, and here's the last one. It looks like Mrs. Bomb.com is way in the lead. Actually, that's not surprising. Okay, so who said this? Quote, Birth control means the release and cultivation of the better elements in our society and the gradual suppression, elimination, and eventual extinction of defective stocks. Those human weeds which threaten the blooming of the finest flowers of American civilization. End quote. Candy G. I got this. Beyonce. Absolutely not. Mrs. Bomb.com. It's Margaret Sanger. You are correct. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can't pull the eugenic wool over her eyes. You're a smart one, Mrs. Bomb.com. You must be the result of eugenic breeding, part of that superior race who's more fit and better suited for life. Okay, just kidding. That's so eugenic. Join us next week as we talk with Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and how they just want to protect America from all those super predators. On That's That's So so Eugenic! (laughs) That was was fun. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I love those. Definitely one of our faves. So we have what I love to do, a prize question for you. It's either um, a $50 Bass Pro Shops gift card or a $50 Hobby Lobby card. You know which one I'd want. Mm-hmm. But I, I know. Yeah. Be the first one in the comment thread to answer this question. What infamous group did Sanger boast about speaking to in her autobiography? Again, what infamous group did Sanger boast about speaking to in her autobiography? Okay. Get that answer in that comment thread. If you're listening to the podcast after the premiere, just imagine what you could have won. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) We we have something for you, too. If you're listening to this podcast, you can learn more about the insidious pseudoscience of eugenics through my book, 
not equal. Yep. Civil rights going wrong. You can get 50% off with the promo code anniversary. Just go mm-hmm. to our online store, which you can go to stuff.radiance.life. That's stuff.radiance.life. Get 50% off my book, awesome. not equal. It's great. Okay. And we are now at number five. This is from our show number 13, The War on Kids. And that war is raging like uh, never before. Seriously. Mm-hmm. In this clip, we emphasize the importance of teaching our kids. Like I like to say, teach your kids before a broken world reaches them. Amen to that. And we love this video sent in by our friend Tony McFadden. Big shout outs. And this is featuring her son, no script, real raw, <laughs> just a precious little boy reading a book and giving his natural reaction. I have goosebumps. We can't wait any longer. It's time to mobilize youth because when they understand the injustice of abortion, they're moved to do things. And I know that our conversations with adults and our conversations on college campuses would be radically different completely yeah. if we were intentional about helping our children to articulate, well, helping our children to understand and articulate a pro-life worldview from a very young age. You know what? I want to play a clip, actually, of a friend of ours, Tony McFadden. Oh, yes. And her son. And she just captured this. This was his natural response to reading mm-hmm. the book for the first time. Just listen to this clip and you can understand when you say, babe, that mm-hmm. kids are naturally pro-life. Just hear his reaction when reading this. Many believed a lie. You're not a person. No way. They cried. You're not a person. Today, many think that lie is still true, that babies in wombs aren't people too. Abortion is when some say it's okay to take take that to take that baby's precious life away. It's not okay for that. No, it's not. You're right. This is exactly why mm-hmm. we need a book like this, mm-hmm. Pro-Life Kids by Bethany Bomberger. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, you are my favorite author, just so, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> but right now, we have more giveaways. If you're listening live right now on our Facebook premiere, we're going to give away 10 free Pro-Life Kids books. Right 10. Now. Yes. yes. So you have to be listening to this all in our Facebook premiere party, but uh, just the first 10 to post, happy anniversary, life has purpose. You have to post these words, happy anniversary, life has purpose mm-hmm. in the Facebook premiere thread, and we will send you a free Pro-Life Kids book. Yep. And our new Pro-Life Kids coloring book, too. Yep. Actually, we're going to throw so that in there. Cute. Our new yeah. you know, it's a coloring there. and activity book. It's adorable. So now, if you're not listening live, you can still get a great discount. Just put in the coupon code ANNIVERSARY at ProLifeKids.com and get half off of our Pro-Life Kids book. That's some love for you right That's there. That's awesome. Life has purpose. Hi, I'm Kimberly, and I'm Pro-Life because every kid should have a chance to live in the world and have fun and do amazing things. ProLifeKids.com So we're at number six, and this is definitely one of our favorites. And the person in this segment is one of our favorites too, Kristen mm-hmm. DiPola. She's yeah. a Radiance Foundation board member and, you know. Yeah, my beautiful friend, yeah. a birth mama. We featured her story back in show six, um, which was called Adoption, Birth Moms, and Transformations. And we were crying throughout the interview. Seriously. So <laughs> much good stuff. So much God stuff. Here's just a snippet. I was in an even unhealthier relationship that was very toxic and very abusive. And I remember finding out that I was pregnant and having a moment where my the birth father was abusing me. And I remember thinking, God, I just like I can't I can't do this. I can't have a child in this environment. And within days the Lord miraculously rescued me out of the situation and having my son was not only an answer to prayer for me in that moment 
but he was an answer to prayer for my adoptive family. And in that, I was also an answer to prayer for my adoptive family. So my passion for adoption is because it saved my life and it's an answer to prayer. I just, it's amazing how you can sum up something so powerful in just a minute. I, I mean, Shout I love out, how Kristen, you did awesome. Yeah. I love how God transforms. Yeah. You know, the creator of life is the restorer of life too. Yeah. Ooh. From the deeply personal to the deeply political. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of a little transition here, yeah, but yeah, yeah. our next favorite one was from show 14, which was called the Q&A show, right, which by the right, way, right. we have another one coming up in May. So make sure you send us your questions. In fact, you can do that in this Facebook premiere. You can send us questions that you would like right. us to address. Now, of course, we can't answer every question, but right. we will take some of those and put them in our next Q&A show. But in this first Q&A show, we talk a little bit about VP Kamala Harris and President Biden and what it means to have your biblical values mm. match your voting. Mm -hmm. So here we got Kamala Harris, who's now working with a guy that she was like ripping apart in the, the primary debates, right? The initial debates. And so she's now the, the VP pick. Okay. But there are so many issues with Kamala Harris, Senator Harris, who is so radically pro-abortion. Let's David Delighton. Right. Let's talk about the Center for Medical Progress and the excellent undercover investigation that they engaged in mm -hmm. because our mainstream media is not interested in reporting anything truthful. That's right. Legit. About the abortion industry. Right. So, in including Kamala, because we saw that um, $81,000 flowed into her account when she was the attorney general and into her campaign. Right. As from, AG of mm -hmm, California. Yep. Right. From Planned Parenthood while she's investigating the validity Right of 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 these tapes that David Delayden took, which were legit, a hundred percent. But eighty one thousand dollars flowing into your account between twenty ten and twenty fifteen, when you're supposed to be the neutral party, right? As the AG, it's crazy. I just kudos to David Delayden who stayed calm and stayed focused throughout all of this. And I know there were so many people praying for him because this really was an injustice. Right. And well, it still is because yes, he's true. I mean, the judge ruled against him. So they are still in this crazy lawsuit. But this is what David Delighton tweeted about the VP pick. He says, Kamala Harris is the greatest threat to First Amendment civil rights our country has ever seen. I know because she had my home raided for speaking the truth about her political patrons at Planned Parenthood. I don't get it either. I'm just seeing friends of mine like on social media that are literally pastors, worship pastors, and they're applauding the fact that now she's the VP pick. I don't get it. I really don't. Oh, it might have something to do with mm, leaving your Christianity <laughs> at the Divorcing door. Divorcing your Christianity from, from your voting. like Dissonance. It, it's complete I dissonance. Even, I don't know. And this is what happens. I mean, when you get Christians who are lauding people who won, who celebrate the destruction of those made in God's image, the most defenseless among us, I'm sorry. Because if that's okay with Christianity, if killing nearly a million in our country every year is okay with Christianity, right. then everything, then everything's okay. Then everything. Then you have absolutely no conscience, actually. Right. But it's because of, it's because of color and race. You know what? It has to do with identity, identity politics. Right. And the thing about Kamala Harris, she is both, you know, Indian, Indian. and mm -hmm. she's Jamaican. So right. she's just a, she's a mixture. But of course, she just kind of swings from one side to the other, which one she identifies with. And that's the whole problem with identity politics, because it's not about the content of your character. It's not no. about your core pr principles and your core convictions, but it's about that exterior. I don't care whether you're male, female, black, white, or any hue in between. I want to know what your worldview is, mm -hmm. and I want to know how that influences you, and how that will influence your mm -hmm. policies. Right. I, I would say, you know, for those Christians who are like, oh, well, that's just one issue of many abortions. It's one issue. Look at all the others. If today the issue were slavery, would you just quickly dismiss it and say, oh, well, that's just one of many issues? Really? What good is your Christianity? If you are not fighting for the most offenses. If you're not being a voice for the voiceless mm -hmm. and standing up for those, as Proverbs 31, 8 through 9 says, literally being crushed, yeah, your Christianity is useless. It is. And, and there's nothing you can say or do that would convince us otherwise. Just nothing. 
virtuous woman. That's what I got, people. <laughs> I thank God for you, babe. Seriously, I do. Mm. Iron sharpens iron. I mean, you're mm. an amazing, godly wifey. You're an amazing mama. Oh, I mean, going. the list I goes mean, on. Stop. Stop. <laughs> goes on and on. <laughs> I'm being you're real. You're so sweet. I love you. Um, speaking of, you have an amazing mama. What a gift it was to be able to interview her for show number five, El Cinco de Rayo, Mother's Day edition. And by the way, I wasn't just saying that incorrectly, although I'm sure my accent was way weird. But Ryan's birthday is May 5th, and it never gets old, year in and year out. We always call it El Cinco de Rayo. And, mm, And we love celebrating your life, honey. And actually, it's a life made possible because of the incredible gift of adoption. Yes. And though uh, Ryan was conceived in rape, he was adopted in love. And your parents never focused on how you came to be. They only really focused on who you were meant to be. Mm. Here's a little snippet from that powerful and exclusive interview with Andrea Bomberger. We're continuing with part two of our phone interview with Andrea Bomberger, my husband's mama, my mother-in-law, who's the mother of 13, yes, 13 children, 10 of whom were adopted. When you guys got married, and of course you had three biological children, and adoption was already part of your heart, obviously, before you got married. So when you were in the adoption process, or at least talking about adoption and adopting this biracial child, which I have to say... I was the first one adopted, so I am biracial, and I put that in quotes. I'm half black, half white. You had different kinds of reactions from your family. So how did family and friends react to your plans to adopt a biracial child? Well, um, I'll tell you that story after I tell you another story first. We decided to adopt, and we had a hard time finding an agency who would adopt children to us because we could have biological children and somebody in our church adopted from an agency over in York and they adopted a biracial child. I didn't care what kind of child. I wouldn't set out to adopt a biracial or handicapped child. I just wanted to adopt children that didn't have family. And when I saw that they adopted this little boy from um, over in York, I asked immediately, who? How do you get there? Before that, I had thought there was going to be no agency. I actually remember sitting in my kitchen and saying, I was crying, and I said to God, we've tried between all of our our three other children, between the children, we tried to get in touch with an agency to say we wanted to adopt. And Lord, you you put this dream in my heart since I was five, and here we are, and there's no place that will adopt to us, and they won't even consider us, Mm. and I just said, okay, Lord, if if you put the dream there, and if you don't have anybody that will help us, then I have to assume that you've changed what you wanted us to do, and I have to just accept that, and I was crying, but I was saying, I will accept what you want. And it was the next week that we met that couple at church that had just adopted from over in York. And they gave us the name of the agency in York. And I called over to them that week, and they said, we have a child who has just been born. And and they told us all about your situation and your mother's situation. And we said, we're interested. And so we went over. Immediately after that, like within a week, they started interviewing us and checking us, and you were with us by the time you were six weeks old. Six weeks old. I know. I was just a cute little baby. Yeah. You see, I was the first one adopted, and my parents went on to adopt nine more children. Mm. So, you know, they had three biological children, adopted 10, so they're 13 kids in our crazy Lancaster County farmhouse. But, you know... I love the way that God confirms things in your heart, sometimes long before Mm -hmm. they become reality. Mm -hmm. I mean, for my mom, it was at the age of five. Right. And then they came to fruition, obviously, years and years later. But this is just to say, never give up on your God-sized dreams. Right, because we serve a God who is the I am and mm-hmm. I used to always think that was strange. I am that I am. What does that mean? It means he's the, always the God of the present tense. So he's always in the moment. And what he put in our heart when we were little 
is what he's, it's still a present dream for him. Right. We look at it as the past and, and the Lord's like, listen, I was just the same then as I am now. Right. And that's why adoption so beautiful because it brings together all these different situations, scenarios, and even just is, is greater than time. Right. And in the middle of it, God is still saying, I am, despite the brokenness right. you know, to have siblings who came from some horrific backgrounds. Yeah. And he is the I am who heals. He is the I am who restores. Yes. And so I've lived through this and we live through this because yes. we're, we're adoptive yeah. parents. Right. We right. have four right. munchkins and, you know, we're adoptive parents and we live through this reality as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So we love giving away stuff. So here we are. It's we're going to give away give more. Away. This is another fave. Here we go. So uh, we're going to give away two $50 MyPillow.com gift cards. Awesome. And so, because we know that every mama deserves a good night's sleep. Every every papa too. Right. <laughs> well, but, yes. But right. especially mamas, because I'm just going to mm-hmm. focus on mamas. And no, we're not officially endorsing or, you know, endorsing anything or anything. I don't have a problem. He's one. so pro-life. Seriously, we will support MyPillow.com because, like you said, Mike Lindell is hugely pro-life. So right. the first listener to tell us which major pro-life film Mike Lindell helped to fund that tells the story of a <laughs> former Planned Parenthood director and our good friend, <clears throat> mm-hmm. whoever tells us that wins. Name the movie or that former ple- uh, Planned Parenthood director and we'll give away two $50 gift cards, one to, mm-hmm. you know, the correct mm-hmm. answer. And by the way, uh, you can only win once in this whole show. So if you've already won once, give somebody else a chance. So we just want to spread the the joy around, okay? Yes. So tell us the answer in the comment section of the Facebook premiere of our Life is Purpose one year anniversary podcast. Woo-hoo. And we are almost to 10, but we're only at nine. Definitely a favorite of mine. This next um, clip is from show number five. Also, again, we're going to do that show again. El Cinco de Rio Mother's Day edition. In this segment, our kiddos Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. share how they feel about me. And when we were playing this uh, last night, I was melting all over again. (laughs) My heart. My heart. I think they love you. Mm, I think I love them. Hey, who do I have in the studio right now? Yeah, Ray Ray. Ray Ray Baumberger. <laughs> you know, Ray Ray, first of all, you're my, my 15, soon to be 16 year old. I'm still trying to deal with the reality that you are moving into <clears throat> becoming a driver soon. Justice doesn't want me to. He gets really freaked out. He's like, he's trying to drive. He's like, tell mom I love her. I'm like, you're not going to die. It's okay. Why is it always mom? Why doesn't everybody ever, anybody ever say like, tell dad I love him? It's always mom. Mom, mom, mom. Like all around the world. I mean, I'm not jealous or anything, but there must be something about moms. Yeah. What is it about moms? Okay, tell me, what is it about your mom? About my love, mom. Yeah, what, what do you love so much about your mom? That she is always there for us. Like whatever we're going through, she's always there for us. She loves us. She cares for us. She knows us all so well. Bringing us to places, to sports, even though when she's like super tired, even when she's sick, she's just like, take Advil and keep going. <laughs> but a, she's great. I don't know, that sounds a little bit like abuse. <laughs> it sounds like you're running your mom no, into the ground. No, I love my mom. <laughs> okay. I'll do anything for her. And she definitely will do anything for you guys. Yeah. And she does. And, you know, just from a spiritual standpoint, what is it about mom? Like, if you had to describe your mom to somebody else, what is it about her faith? What is it about her that stands out? She's so kind and loving. And everyone around her, she's had, like, so much peace. She's so great. Like, even when things are, like, totally going downhill, you would never know it. She would never let it affect anything else. If your mama was right here, right in front of your face, and you just had a few words that you were allowed to say, what would those few words be to her? Hmm. Like a few, like three, or like a few, like... <laughs> a, like a guy's few. Like, like a one. guy's few, that means... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guys don't talk as much as I do. <laughs> How about a sentence? Like if you had to just say one thing to mom and celebrating her on Mother's Day, just what is that? Right. My sentences will have a lot of commas. Um, <laughs> um, I love you. You're the best. I would never want anybody else. Thank you so much for being there for us. Just always, like, I can't imagine life without you. All right, here we are with my oldest son, Makai. Hello. Hey, Kai guy. How you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm good. You're good. And, you know, we've got a special day coming up. 
you know, you think about your mom, you think about what she does for you, and you think about, you know, just every day. Like, who is mom? What is mom? Human. Okay, well, that's a that's a start. <laughs> Don't keep this. I am going to keep that. Are you serious? Yes. Okay, so other than human, what is mom to Super you? Superhuman. Even better. Mom is always there for me, and she always cares for me no matter what I do. Your mom is standing right here in front of you, and you just have a sentence or two to sum up all that you feel about your mama. Mom, you're so important to me, and you're such a great influence on my life, and you're always there for me, whether it's a basketball game or some other event or theater production. You're always the one there screaming the loudest. I love you, Mom. Who's your favorite child here? It's Aaliyah. Uh, uh, it's Aaliyah. All right. Well, guess who we have in the studio right now? It's the very voice who was actually singing in the the intro and in the outro and some of the drops. It's Aaliyah Marie. Hey, sweetie. So we're here to talk about your very, very special mama. What does your mom mean to you? Well, first of all, love you, mom. And... I love her. She's amazing. She's hardworking. She's kind. She's loving. She's generous. She's super fun. I love hanging out with her. And she's just the best mom anyone could ask for. You know, your mama loves you like crazy. And she loves just seeing in each of you all the different talents that God has given you, right? Yeah. And she just loves helping to bring that out. And so, how about, you know, how about you give us something live? Like if you had to sing a few words to mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that look. I like it. We're going to have a talk about this outside. Oh, <laughs> but before we go outside. Mm-hmm. Okay, just sing a few words to mom. Like if you had just a few words to put together. Let's see. What could we There's nothing like a mother in your life. Someone who loves you, no matter what you do. So if mom was standing right in front of you? Hi, mom. You have to tell mom one sentence. What would that one sentence be? I love you. And with me, we got my youngest, my justice. <laughs> hey, bud. Hey. Oh my goodness. I love having you guys in the studio. And we're going to talk about something that you love talking about a lot. How do you feel about your mom? I love her so much. Yeah? So what does mom mean to you? Someone just came up to you and just asked you, like I'm doing right now, how would you just describe it? How would you tell them how you feel about your mom? She loves us, she takes care of us, and she gave birth to two of us, three of us actually. <laughs> and she just loves us and she gives us what we need. Yeah, she definitely gives you what you need. And when you're hurting or sad, how does she make you feel? She gives us big hugs. Big hugs. <laughs> and even though she didn't birth you, she loves you like... Crazy. Oh my goodness. If mom were standing right here in front of you, other than giving her like the perfect hug, because you are like the best <laughs> hugger, I think in the world. But if she were standing right here in front of you and you just had a few words that you could say to her, what would those words be to your mom right now? She's standing right here. Thank you, and I love you. Thank you for choosing me. You and I are both adopted, right? Mm -hmm. And we both have birth moms, and we always share our thankfulness to our birth moms, right? Mm -hmm. So if your birth mom were here right now, what would you say to your birth mom? I would say thank you, and that under all the circumstances, you still gave me and put me in this amazing family, that you didn't choose abortion, and that I'm here today. The world wouldn't be, the world wouldn't be the, the world wouldn't be the same without you, Justice. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what to say. I think they knew what to say. They love you like mm. crazy. Well, I love those kiddos and my heart is bursting. I just have to wipe these tears because not only is my heart bursting, but apparently my eyes are too. You know, I love, love, love it. You're their mama. Hmm. You 
are awesome, Bethany. Seriously. And of course, I'm super blessed that you're my wife. You know, we're going to celebrate awesome moms like you, mm-hmm. except you can't win any prizes in this but you know if you want a hobby lobby gift card babe i will get you a hobby lobby gift card with sentiments like (laughs) i've just heard the last few minutes i've already won you've already won but we have mother's day coming up soon so this is a great thing to win so we're giving away hobby lobby gift cards and how how is this going to work this time well all you have to do is answer this simple question all right be the first to tell us how many of our children were adopted in the comments section during this Facebook premiere, and you will win that $50 Hobby Lobby gift card. Now, it's only one one winner for this yep. particular one. Yeah, but, but okay. how many of our children were adopted? This is fun. Mm-hmm. We, we love giving stuff away. I know. We, well, we should do this more often. I know. Well, we, we need love to do giving, giving shows. Yeah, I think I, think I feel like Ooh, that's going to be yeah. our November. Thanks for giving, maybe, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stay tuned for more giveaways, and we'll actually have a number of months to prepare for that. Yeah. This is good. Yes. Uh, and this brings us to number 10, ten. from show 15 called Worldviews Matter. Okay. We dig deep into a revealing study from George Barna about Christians and the severe and tragic lack of a biblical worldview. Mm. Check this out. But I was reading an article on Bible Gateway that was mm-hmm. called Extremely Low Percentage of Americans Hold Biblical mm. Worldview, an interview with George Barna. Right. And it and, struck my interest. Yeah. And for those who don't know George Barna, just to take a quick glance at his bio, he's the director of research at the Cultural Research Center and a professor at Arizona Christian University, which actually I spent a long time on their website. It's phenomenal. And we'll link that too. It's really great to, to hear about their research. He is um, the founder of the Barna Group, a research company that has set the standard for understanding trends in American culture. He's written more than 50 books. That's He's, it? Yeah, more Just than 50. 50. <laughs> I mean, award-winning New York Times bestseller books. He did okay. Yeah. He's a fellow at the Townsend Institute. He's taught undergraduate. He's taught graduate level. He's pastor to churches. I mean... He might know a few things, right? right? And, the, and the great thing about this article, which is why I'm going to encourage people to go and read the whole thing in its entirety, it's because it really was laid out as an interview with him. So it highlighted different pieces of this. You know, sometimes we think, oh, it's a research study. I'm not going to go look it up. But this was great. As I like to say, it was digestible. Yes. And, and it's it's actually intriguing. So the article starts with this. Uh, it says, the first national survey of the worldview of Americans conducted by the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University shows that although seven out of 10 consider themselves to be Christian, wow. only 6% actually possess a biblical worldview. Right. So- 6%. What is a worldview? I mean, I always say it's a standard by which we weigh everything and the motivation uh, for how we believe. Right. It's how we see the world. I mean, that's really worldview, how you see Mm -hmm. the world. Not the physical, but it's the philosophical, it's the moral, it's the spiritual Mm -hmm. aspects. That's so good. And I like what George Barna says because it does sound a lot like my definition, which makes me feel just slightly smart. But he says, our our worldview is the filter through which we experience, interpret, and respond to the world. Life has purpose. The Radiance Foundation illuminates that every human life has purpose. We educate hundreds of thousands about crucial social issues, and we motivate people to positive action. Truth won't take a vacation. That's why we need your generous donation. Tax deductible, stuff is acceptable. Your gifts make illumination possible. Truth won't take a vacation. And here's our little explanation. Defending human dignity never ends. That's why we depend on you, my friend. Go to radiance.life slash donate to make your tax-deductible donation. Thank you for supporting our life-affirming work. Hi, I'm Leah Bomberger, and you're listening to Life Has Purpose with my mom and dad. Look, we, we all struggle sometimes with how to address culture-shaping issues, but if we wrestled with the full armor of God, 
We mm. wouldn't be f- we wouldn't be defeated so many times. Mm-mm. We can't go into a battle unprepared and unequipped. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And without a, a biblical worldview, we can't see a broken world through the breakthrough filter of Christ. Come you just on. can't. It won't happen. Absolutely. Amen. So either you become part of that or you step aside and you realize, okay, this isn't going to bring me wholeness and I need what's real, not what's counterfeit. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, this is what we try to do through our Life is Purpose podcast. We want to illuminate the truth. Yes. And we want you to be able to embrace it. And it's not just, hey, we're telling you this, just take it on. We want you to dig deep too. Right. We want you to dig in, especially into the Word of God, because yeah. that's where that is where we get our truth. Absolutely. So here we are. We got a big old prize for you during our Life is oh, Purpose one year anniversary podcast celebration. Need a drum roll. And here we go for a $100 Hobby Lobby gift card. Tell our listeners what they have to do, sweet Bethany. Okay, well, listeners, you simply have to answer this question. What percentage of self-described born-again Christians were found to have a biblical worldview? So if you're listening on today's Facebook premiere, answer the comments section. First one with the correct answer wins. Woo! Okay, so... We always like adding a little extra. So we did our top 10 faves. Yes, we got that down. But we have one little bonus moment. Yep. This is from show nine in a podcast entitled Reconciliation, Beauty in Unity. You know, sometimes we do these super late at night, sometimes super early in the morning podcasts. Mm -hmm. It actually doesn't matter (laughs) what time we do them because we're homeschooling parents who have four kids who run a national nonprofit organization. I think we're we're, always Pretty much always, I think, 100% of the time. But thank, thank heaven for Holy Spirit Adrenaline. Yes. And here we're talking about the repercussions of the racial, racialization of Black Lives Matter movement, which separates us by color and claims to want equality while delivering ridiculous, unequal equity instead. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay, check this out. We are here to just touch on just some of the, the repercussions of a hashtag that turns into the cause that turns mm-hmm. into the heavily mm-hmm. funded movement. Look at what happened in Kentucky. I know. Oh my goodness. Governor Bashir announced I mean <sighs> Okay, so apparently all black people get free health care, according to Governor Bashir. It's his way of ensuring uh, equality and justice. I think that's kind of called racism because if all white people were the only ones receiving free health care, that would be racist. So now all black people, doesn't matter whether or not you're wealthy or not, you just get free health care because of the color of your skin. So you'd get free health care. I wouldn't. And our kids would get half of free health care. <laughs> I'm wondering if it How would be work? like neck up. Can we do dental? <laughs> can we do stomach aches? Or is that not covered in their half? Anyway, <laughs> just, just wondering. Okay, sorry. I, Thing, I things have this emphysema laugh. <laughs> things that make you go, hmm. Well, you're black. You can go get checked out. <laughs> Told you we were tired. <laughs> For those of you who want to know what our full take is on Black Lives Matter, you can go to radiance.life slash Black Lives Matter. And you can also read my op-ed that's called The Top 10 Reasons Why I Will Never Support mm-hmm. the Black Lives Matter Movement. And that is at radiance.life slash BLM. You can catch more of my commentaries on the world and everything in it, as well mm-hmm. as my op-eds on christianpost.com and townhall.com. Yeah. Of course, all of our op-eds will be at radiance.life. Yes. Well, I will tell you that we have absolutely loved celebrating this time with you. Thank you for all of the incredible feedback we received over the year. Our schedule is heavy and sometimes we can't do the podcast on a weekly basis like we want to, but we're hoping to change that as we expand our team in the next few months. There are so many things happening at the Radiance Foundation. Go to radiance.life to see all of our life-affirming and creative content. We do what we do because we love God and we love you. Yes. First Corinthians 13, six says love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Amen. Mm. And look, we pray this podcast and everything that we do at the Radiance Foundation equips and empowers you to face the daily battles out there and that we're facing too. You know, Romans 837, just a reminder. It says that we are more than conquerors. And this is not on our own strength. Mm. This is through Christ who enables us to do 
all things. Yes. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. God all bless right. you guys. love to know what you think of the podcast go to lifehaspurpose.com and give us your feedback you can also listen and download our show on apple podcasts spotify stitcher google play or soundcloud remember whatever may come your way and no matter what people say your your life life has purpose. purpose